live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's the Zap Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zap Ballinger. I'm your host. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We've got a great guest. Before we get started, we are streaming live via YouTube. If you have any questions for my guests, make sure to pop them into the comment box. We'll get to them right during the show or during after. Um, you can always email me, Zach, at ZachMallinger.com. So if you got questions before us for the Career Library, you see a guest coming on, just preemptively send those questions to me and we'll make sure to get to them. Eric, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me, Zach. So Eric, I want you to kind of talk about your software engineering career. Uh, tell us how you got into that and what all that kind of involves. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, as much as I would like to say that I wanted to be a software engineer ever since I was a young five-year-old, um, that's that wasn't exactly what happened with me. So I've always been into mathematics, engineering, and problem solving. And what happened with me was in college, in the engineering major, I was able to pick from maybe five or six different uh, majors I could do. And I was taking a few classes of each different type, such as mechanical engineering or civil. Um, but ultimately, I took an elective that was um, within computer science, which is kind of on the path to software engineering. And I liked it. So I continued with it. And um, I ended up doing it as a major. And then I ended up uh, being a software engineer. And I've been a full-time software engineer uh, for almost 10 years now. Wow. So I like that, uh, the story behind your how you got into the career, because I often ask guests, I say, what's something in your past, you know, if you're a fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and we took you back into a time machine, what was something, a career that you always wanted to do when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, I think one of them was um, I wanted to be a pilot for a while. I wanted to be an astronaut. Um, I was kind of adventurous when I was younger. Um, and, you know, I, I, I thought about being some sort of mathematician as well. Um, I've always been into math. Um, yeah, so software is great, though. You know, I didn't really think about it when I was younger that much, but um, I enjoy it now. Yeah, it's just so cool because you do have that overlap and you really did love math when you were a kid. And like you said, that passion for math led you into this career. So um, I think a lot of times we can look back in our own childhood and often find what our dreams were always when now it might not be, you know, that exact thing, but it might be in that genre or you might have those skills and qualifications that match. So that's pretty cool. Now, um, qualifications to be a software engineer. Let's say that um, high school students interested, they're exploring this. Um, what's How do you get to be one? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, in, even though in my case, I did a four-year college degree, and that's a common path to be a software engineer, um, you actually, you don't really need any formal education, you know, kind of like if you were I'm going to be a doctor and you have to go to medical school and do a residency, or even if you want to do something like social work, you have to get a master's in software engineering, you know, education can certainly help and make the path easier. Um, but there are plenty of successful self-taught software engineers. The path may be difficult at times, but there, there is no formal credentials required. And the other thing that's interesting too, is that a lot of people go into software engineering who may have you know, studied or specialized in something different. So since software engineering can be applied to several domains, um, you know, like let's say someone was into biology or something like that, and then you wanna go into bioinformatics, which is 
of you know a branch where you could do programming um so they can maybe become a software engineer so you could become it after specializing in something else as well so it's you know very accessible in that way and um you don't need anything formal for it gotcha now in a very 101 level elementary because a lot of times we hear these careers and they sound great, but we really don't know what's involved. What is it exactly you do? What are some skills you need? You mentioned the mathematics. Mm -hmm. so like walk us through what you would actually do as a software engineer. What's your goal? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I think a lot of people believe, you know, you see in the movies, like people are just furiously typing at their keyboard, you know, like a hacker. Um, the reality is kind of more similar to, I'll call it a technology version of building a house. So, you know, when you build a house, you have this big house you want to get done. And in software engineering, you have maybe an application you're trying to write code for or something. And for the house, you have tools you want to use to build it. And in software, a lot of, the, of, a lot of what's involved is, you know, what kind of programming languages do I want to use to get it done? Um, you know, what, what databases, what, you know, what kind of thing. And um, it's, it's just sort of, you know, a lot of it is actually thinking about what to do. So, you know, writing code, certainly a big part of it, but also, um, you know, designing and thinking through the problem. It, it's, it's very problem solving centric. And, um, you know, it helps to have a, a mathematical mindset, but there, you don't really have to know a lot of math you, know, you don't have to be a PhD in math to, to go into software engineering. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of it. And what do you love about it? What makes you passionate about it? Yeah, I mean, I love, you know, problem solving. I mean, a, a lot of so software engineering, um, it powers so many important things in the world. Like, you know, Netflix has a recommendation system that's powered by software engineering involved in machine learning you know, tools that everybody uses every day. It makes such an impact everywhere. Um, and that's what I love about it. I mean, the other thing, honestly, just a personal touch to it is that, um, you know, I, I wanted to go into a field where, you know, I could be right about something. So, um, you know, there's, there's an art to software, but also you can sort of be, you know, you can make the program either works or it doesn't. So I like that as well. And that's what drew me to math. And now talking to some other people that have done this career, it's really you need to keep up your skills, correct? Because this stuff's always changing. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm <laughs> definitely not an expert at all. But um, you, you have to keep up with programming and coding and software changes. So people that do your type of work, they're constantly taking classes or learning something. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. I think people who are most successful as software engineers, you know, will keep up their skills, you know, kind of take classes um, that can sound daunting, but also it's, you know, it can be a lot of fun to, you know, learn something new, you know, if you don't want to be doing like, I don't want to be learning the same thing, doing the same thing for, you know, until I retire in my career. And I, I like getting exposed to new things. And, you know, I think it's opened up opportunities for me. And I think um, it's, it's great. I, I love learning new things awesome now you know everybody there's drawbacks to any career or challenges um, that anybody does what's something challenging about software engineering that folks should know before they might go down this road yeah so definitely one of the um one of the most difficult things about being a software engineer so i mentioned that um while coding is a big part of it that's not all there is one of the most challenging things 
is communicating you know, to business stakeholders who may not have as much of a technical mindset and sort of estimating what the level of effort is to complete certain tasks. Um, sometimes it can be tricky to communicate, you know, why it might take longer than you think, or, you know, if you don't know how long it would take, you know, sometimes you're doing something that's an uncharted territory. Um, that's definitely something that's difficult. And um, the other major thing is that, um, you know, you write these programs and you, you want them to work the way you expect, but just sometimes they don't. And, you know, debugging them and making sure that you find the issue with the program um, can, can definitely be difficult sometimes. And that, you know, is a, a lot of what I do from day to day is, um, is doing that. Gotcha. And so if somebody, you know, I always encourage my students or the audience before they go down to any career path to kind of do a perceptorship with somebody or a job shadowing, get behind somebody or get with somebody. So let's do that for a day with your career. They're going to do a virtual perceptorship. Walk me through your day from the time you yeah. get up in the morning to the time you end. Sure. Um, so I, I usually start my work day. Um, actually by either um, learning, you know, something related to what I do on my team or, you know, catching up on what I did the previous day. I kind of use it as a, a way to ease in. And then, um, you know, I have a, a daily meeting with the team where we check in on, you know, how we're doing with our work and uh, the progress we made. And if there are any impediments to that, um, that meeting can last for anywhere from, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and a half depending on the, the situation. Um, and then usually in the afternoon, um, writing some code and also communicating with other team members about, you know, what, what's the problem we're trying to solve? You know, what's the next step? Uh, you know, like I said, I, I think the further I get into my career, the less percentage of time I'm, I'm physically sitting there writing the code. A lot of it is more about, you know, the strategy and the approach and you know, because if, if you if you take the wrong strategy, it's a lot harder to redo it than if you, you know, write a couple lines of code that are problematic. Um, so that's that's a key thing. And then, yeah. And, and I and the other important thing is if you're a software engineer, um, it's important to you know make sure you know you move around during the day. So I try to make sure to, you know, do my work for you know, like eight hours at most, unless there's a specific situation. And then I make sure to, you know, exercise, walk around. Um, and that, that's very important to staying healthy. Gotcha. Let's say there's one person out there that's really interested in this career. What's a couple of pieces of advice you would give them starting out? So the, the biggest piece of advice by far is that when when you start out on the path of software engineering, it can get very easy to seem discouraged. Like if you're not making progress on learning right away, you know. I, I also tutor people in programming, and I've seen you know some people initially get frustrated. And I can assure you, you know, no matter what your inclination, um, you know, software engineering may or may not be exactly what is best for you. But um, I've never seen anyone who hasn't at least gotten better at it. Um, everyone who puts in the time will get better at it and you just have to be patient and persist and you know make sure to ask questions if you're stuck um so yeah so the initial frustration can be difficult but when you get past that it is um you know you can see great progress and it feels really good to to write programs and see them work and make an impact 
Well, thank you for that. That's very helpful. Um, there, there was a couple of questions that were emailed in by people, and I wanted to get to them. Um, first of the question was, is what kind of certifications do you need to be a software engineer? What kind of classes do you recommend if you go the college route instead of just doing certifications? Yeah, yeah. So certainly. So like I said, you don't need anything. Um, I would. There are certain recommendations I would make. I would recommend sort of focusing on some fundamental courses like uh, data structures and algorithms. Um, that's important no matter what branch of, of software you go into. Um, you know, maybe like, like a networks class to understand how, you know, kind of like what the internet is built on um, networking. There's, yeah, there's a lot of classes you could take. Um, and there, there are a lot of great recommendations out there. Um, but de certainly data structures is like critical. Um, and then the other recommendation I have is, you know, if you want to start learning a language, just, you know, kind of pick one and run with it. You know, don't get too hung up on, you know, what is the correct programming language to learn? Just sort of, you know, dive in and, and go for it. The next question I really like, it says, is this an easily transferable career? In other words, I'm in customer service right now. I want to move to a different set of, I want to move to a different career. Is it an easy transaction or do you have to have a lot of experience before you become a software engineer? Yeah, that is a great question. I, I think it depends on what you want to do there. There are some jobs within software engineering where they really want you to have experience going in. Like if, you, if it's a, a senior position, they want you to have already um, done things, but there are a lot of openings out there where, you know, if you can prove that you've sort of written some programs like a web application or whatever job you're doing, uh, there can be a, a lower barrier to entry and you can really, you know, show a company or, you know, if you want to even do your own business that. Um, so in, in general, you can certainly do it, but it just depends on uh, the kind of position. Gotcha. And then the next question that comes in, it says, um, my particular college doesn't offer software engineering as a major. What are some alternative majors? Yeah. So I'm not sure if the person who asked this question, if their school offers computer science, because computer science is what I majored in. That is the kind of the most direct path to a software engineering career. I have seen schools offer software engineering, which is great because they talk about some of the more business related aspects and that, you know, I didn't get exposure to in, in school, but, um, but yeah, computer science is most directly related. There's also some schools have computer engineering, which um, tends to be more of a hardware software balance, but it can also be a good path to, to be a software engineer. I think most schools have at least one of those that, that I'm aware of. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. That's certainly probably the right answer. Uh, last question is, is what role did networking play in your career? Yeah, so um, networking has played a, a great role. I mean, my, my most recent position I actually obtained from networking with people on LinkedIn. I, I think it's a great resource. Um, you know, I think just sort of everyone you talk with just sort of, you know, be respectful and you know, I, I think one thing that's important in networking is sort of offer to help others um, before you request um, people to help you. And I think it just feels better too. It feels like a better interaction when everybody's helping each other. And when you offer to help, people will be drawn to you. Uh, I, I try to do that. Um, and yeah, it's helped me a lot. 
two-way street absolutely would agree with that and you know i think that question might come from someone that's in a technical path and you know i think a lot of times that's hard for them because at the heart of the in you know engineering math stem majors a lot of them are introverts so i think getting past that reaching out to somebody or connecting or having conversations can certainly be difficult, but I think as an introvert, you can learn how to do it. And I've actually seen introverts do it the best. Um, yeah. Just kind of overcoming that fear. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the worst that, that can happen is somebody says no, or they don't respond. I mean, people are generally respectful and, you know, people aren't going to spin your face and say, why do you message me? I mean, it's, um, people are generally very nice and um, you'll be surprised how how many people respond to you positively if you just uh, reach out. Absolutely. Well, um, tell us how folks can get, you know, let's say they want to link in with you or follow your social media sites or what, yeah. what do you have going on? So my, my best suggestion is to um, go to my website, ericmaurisis.com. It's just my first and last name.com. I'll have all my uh, social media um, there. And it also... Um, you know, talks about the tutoring I do for programming, software engineering, as well as math. Um, happy to help. And um, yeah, and I appreciate that. What ages do you tutor just in case somebody was interested? Yeah, good question. Um, typically, I focus on either high school, university or adult um, uh, due to the nature of the subjects that I, I teach. Um, and, and on the adult side, it's mostly people who want to either transition to software engineering or who you know need to use it for their job. Uh, but yeah, I focus on all those groups typically. Wow, and I didn't even know that. So guys, the, the you guys that emailed in the questions, this might be something right up your alley, you know, especially if you're trying to transition. Maybe this is a tutoring lesson that you should should acquire with Eric about, or if you're a college, high school student and you're wanting help with classes, this might be the right route. So uh, I think this might be a perfect match. And again, what where can they find you uh, and what... So, is all your social medias on the website? Yeah, yeah. Um, EricMaurisis.com, no spaces, just my first and last name, um, .com. You can find me there. Awesome. You know, Eric, uh, This I know everybody's really busy, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you've been very helpful to my audience. All these career library guests are, and you are very informative, and I think this is going to help a lot of people. Thank you for volunteering your time, giving it up and answering some of my audience's questions and exposing a light on software engineering. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So guys, uh, check it out, check his website out. Thank you guys for listening until next time. This is the Zach Ballinger show.